Hey everybody, thanks for joining me on uh, another episode of Teach These Devils. You know it's Wednesday, so it's gotta be Teach These Devils. Wow, what a time to be alive. Um, 48% of Alabama thinks that a pedophile is an acceptable Senate candidate. And that makes my stomach hurt. But congratulations Alabama on being on the right side of history for the first time in United States history. Good job. And don't get too uppity, all of Alabama, because my family's from the part that is historically blue anyway. You know, the part where they kept the black people down. So let's not forget about that. We'll talk about disenfranchised. If indentured servitude was ass-grabbing, black people would be all over the news right now. That's another story for another day. And that's why I'm here on Teach These Devils to educate you, Yakubian dogs, about what's right, what's wrong, and just general advicities. Well, it's not advice, because you better do it, or I'll find you. So, keep that in mind. But, we got a good episode today. We got uh, Greg Kennedy in. Greg's on his way out of town, and... Greg wanted to clear the air on some situations that had been brought up previously on Teach These Devils. You might be familiar with the story of the junkie, the hype, and the open mic. The stance of Teach These Devils is I didn't know who John was talking about, and those people revealed themselves to me separately. Uh, Two of them did, and uh, today you're going to hear from one of them, his side of the story. I'm just a reporter here on Teach These Devils. I'm here to tell the stories. I write the songs and make the whole world sing. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm doing. Just want to be uh, fair and impartial. Got to hear both sides. That's what we're doing here on Teach These Devils. But unfortunately, uh, we're missing a piece today. The Condor was ill during the recording of this session, which pains me. And I really missed him. But we had uh, a pizza money show this weekend. If you missed that, you're a fucking idiot. But Wilson got caught a little illness and had to save his strength to be able to perform on Sunday, which is what we did, and I went ahead and recorded this uh, sans solo. wasn't solo, but there was someone here with me, it was Greg Kennedy, and we were talking, but we talk about, uh, we talk about the, the junkie, the hype, and the open mic story, we talk about his side of that, we talk about his plans for the future, we talk a little bit about Chicago, we talk a little bit about uh, who he is inspired by and who he has for advice, we talk a little bit about... Uh, just, you know, all kinds of shit, man. And we had just watched The Room, so we're in a weird place in the beginning of this. I had never seen it before. And uh, Greg came in right towards the middle. We watched it. It was dope. Um, and then we recorded this, which you're about to hear. So enjoy the episode. It's almost Christmas. Santa's fucking watching. Don't be acting up. Um, get at us on Twitter, at these devils if you want. Yeah, man, I, th- I think we got, there's going to be, oh, man, it's Wednesday now, so you, you'll probably get another two episodes of TC's Devils for the year, maybe one, I don't know, we'll see what happens, like, we'll see, I don't, I can't make any promises, right, well, I can, but I won't, because you don't deserve them, you dogs, I'm just kidding, thanks for listening, and uh, enjoy the episode, we'll see you uh, next Wednesday, happy Christmas. Happy, happy Hanukkah. Happy, well, you know, not the other thing. All right. James O'Brasfield here signing off. 
Enjoy the episode of Teach These Devils. Condor, we miss you. Oh boy, guess what? You already know. I did the thing earlier. It's a little different today. Wilson's not here, but I mean, it's still me. It's still the Jebster, your old friend, your pal, your trusty companion, here to teach you fucking devils on Teach These Devils. Welcome back. If it's Wednesday, it's got to be Teach These Devils. Today on Teach These Devils, we have a special guest, a kindred spirit, a loco brother, if you will, from Lorraine County, a hero, a uh, uh, a handsome white, surprise, surprise, try something different, Greg Kennedy, Greg ladies Ken- and gentlemen. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me, man. It's my pleasure, Greg. I feel like this is a trap. Teach these devils. I feel like I'm trapped. This is a trap. You are stuck. <laughs> You're never going to make it out. <laughs> There's only two men enter. And I'm well, going to die. I'm going to die tonight. You're already dead. You're <laughs> a dog. But today on Teach These Devils, we got Greg here. It's Teach These Devils, man. There's no telling what the fuck we're going to get up to. How is your sex life, James? Oh, my sex life is good. I'm having sex with your girlfriend behind your back. <laughs> I'm fucking Tommy Wiseau. We just watched The Room, so we're in a weird space. It is incredible. Yeah. I've seen it so many times. Uh, it was my first time seeing it, and I thought that it was a joke when it first came out, so I ignored it completely. I was really into films, and uh, I didn't think it had any merit. And I finally watched it today for the first time, and uh, gotta say incredible fucking a laugh riot yeah and it's not a funny movie allegedly <laughs> and like i just got intrigued by it i watched it i loved every second you you can find that on youtube <laughs> i know but i like things in my possession what was your favorite scene oh probably the fucking in a minute in a few minutes bitch brilliant favorite character chris r chris r <laughs> best actor <laughs> And the Best Actor Award Chris for the 2003 good. Oscars goes to Chris R. The Room. He, uh, Tommy, left that movie open for for two weeks uh, so it could have a chance at winning an Oscar. Just for the chances. For the chances of it, uh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> it's good. I mean, that's a lot of belief in oneself. That's like some vision board type shit. Yeah. You do that shit? You, you ever watch? No. Maybe we could watch that after this because okay. I think we're best friends. Yeah. I think so. I mean, well, as close as a, a Asiatic black man in Yakubian could be. We're both from Lorraine, though, so so we can trust each other. Like when the, when the shit goes down, like we know, like we'll see each other. Like, like it's, lock eyes it's going down. We got now. This guy will shoot back. Link up. <laughs> <laughs> lock eyes from across the room. Start opening up fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy, like uh, Lorraine County, though is a it's a pretty wild, wild time out there. I know a whole bunch of dumb stuff about Lorraine County because I took a class about it, and uh, it's a pretty interesting place. It's the county seat, Elyria's the county seat of Lorraine County. Lorraine County is the largest county in Ohio, and half of it's underwater. Is it? Yes. Why? Because we're one of the only counties that has our fucking property extend out into the Lake Erie. Oh, wow. It's the home of the Firelands, which is a relocation for fucking like factory workers that had their houses and shit burned down. There's a Firelands High School. Yeah, that's 
part of the they gave those people that land a long time ago. They had a bring your tractor to school day, so that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Bunch of whites. <laughs> I think there's something in the water in Lorain County. That's the past, man. Let's talk about the futures. Greg, you've got fucking... You're a jokester. You're out here on the scene. You're telling the jokes. You're doing your thingling. You're submitting to the festivals. Yeah. You're fucking going out of town. You're fucking doing the thingling. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that experience, man. Like, tell us about how you started out. What made you start joking? Oh, man. I don't know. (laughs) I'd, uh... I've always wanted to to do comedy. Uh And, uh... People would always tell me that I was funny and I should try it sometime. And uh, one day in college, I did. I went to the Funny Stop. It's the first time I ever did it. Where'd you go to school? I went to University of Akron. So a zip. So yeah, not only did I uh, get a degree, I got street credit. Nice. Because I survived, you know. Hell yeah. But um, yeah, I did it. My friends uh, told me to do it, and I did it, and I did really well. And I walked around, and I was very, very cocky. And then uh, I went back and I bombed. <laughs> That's good. And then I quit for I quit for like six years. Really? Yeah. And then uh, I just started back up. I'm getting close to two years now. Uh, and a lot has happened. I've done a lot. I have done some festivals. I've opened up for a lot of people. Like I did a festival. At, uh, I did Let's Fest um, in Indiana. Okay. And I ended up opening up for Emo Phillips. Nice. Which uh, he's a... He was pretty famous in the 80s. He did a bunch of like the Weird Al movies and things like that. That's cool. But he was, man, he was weird. You know what he looks like? Yeah. He looks I'm like. I'm familiar with you, man. He looks like Willy Wonka, like always. He just has like a long purple like coat and then he wears like a top hat. That's cool. <laughs> it, it was weird though because he's on stage and then you're like, that's a, that's definitely a character. But, but then he gets off stage and you talk to him and you're like, this guy's for real. This is a, This is what he does the it's whole committed. time. The 80s is a weird time. I mean, I really like those older dudes from the 80s. Those, like, character dudes. That's, like... I always liked comedy as you, them. But I never fucking, like, even considered telling jokes until one day my friend was like, yo, you should fucking sign up for the thing. It'd be hilarious. And I wrote jokes for six months and then used one of them. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then... I was just trying to bomb after that because it went like super good. And I was like, I need to bomb. I just wanted to bomb. You knew immediately. Like, I want to feel, I want to feel I want to bomb. bomb bad. <laughs> and it took me like a week to bomb. And I was like, where's the first place you ever did comedy? Barrio. Barrio? Yeah. Hilario Barrio. That's awesome. When I came back after only, I mean, I only did it like three times in college. But uh, when I, you know, since I've been actually doing it, I uh, I did at LVT. Yeah. And the first day I, I went up, uh, I signed up. And Josh Morrow was still the host and he forgot to bring me up. He's like, that was the end of the show. And I like, I like stood up and I was like, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, oh, there's one more comedian. (laughs) And it was like two in the morning. You went to the very end. Very, I was was the very last comedian. It was like two in the morning. It was back when LVT would like. For days. Just run and run. It still does. It still does sometimes. For days. You got to keep it going. LVT is an institution. If you haven't been lately, go. Bob, you're the. If you're listening, Bob C. Holtz. He doesn't listen. <laughs> He's not <laughs> so, listening. And I'm going to bleep that out because I fucking love Bob. <laughs> I love Slice up, slice down. You just talked about the gang. It's time to dig into the deep <laughs> questions. I, uh, Bob, uh, me and Bob have a beef because of LVT and O'Toole's. Oh, really? It's a, it's a nice beef, though. I What's like the it. beef? Nothing. We just compete. You know, he always posts like... This is on Tuesday. Should, he's like, you should come out to the real open mic tomorrow. And it's like, I run the real open mic. <laughs> well, 
I support my gang, so <laughs> fuck your open mic, even though I like it, it's fun. It's all right. O'Toole's on Tuesdays. 8 p.m. Go to the open mic. Come He's catch there. me uh, for a couple more weeks. Mm-hmm. You're so you're moving to Chi Town. I'm out of here. You're already out. I'm out. I'm out of this game. It's predetermined. I'm excited to leave. I'm glad I started Cle- uh, comedy in Cleveland, though. You are. Yeah, I learned a lot about it. I learned a lot about comedy here. So, what's the next step for you? You started out fucking six years ago or six. <laughs> Eight years ago, you told jokes two times. You bombed one time. You fucking come back triumphant. You're opening for emo. You're on the festivals. You're in. Uh, you're in the funny stop, right? You go to the funny stop regularly. Yeah, they were the first uh, place to book me a full weekend, so that was nice. nice. Yeah, hell yeah. I love funny stop. I love Pete. Okay, I've never been to the funny stop. You've never been? No. You should come down with me sometime. Maybe I will. I'll go, and then I'll replace you as you at the funny stop, and then I'll move to Chicago. And then all those fucking white Yakubian dog bitches can't wait to get their hands on this. I think, yeah, you're going to take over once I'm gone. <laughs> I'm already on top, so there's nobody <laughs> to take over. Um, <laughs> I'm like the fucking Oprah of the game. You are, man. Absolutely. You get a fucking idea. You get an idea. I give them out freely. No one's even going to know that I've I've left. But <laughs> until they see you on TV, it's the plan, right? Yeah. That's what I always say. People are going to be filled with rage uh, when they see those those full weekends at Laugh Factory. <laughs> You're probably pretty bummed out. Can you think of any uh, in particular that you might want to, I don't know. No. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> the views on Teachy's Devils aren't always necessarily expressed by uh, all the guests, but... Uh... I really fuck with Greg because yeah, absolutely. if you were black, you'd probably be like me. 100%, honestly. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, you even want to talk about this? <laughs> Why not? There's, there's beef. There's been some rumors on the program in the past uh, past episodes that uh, uh, some guests have told stories. You might have seen the episode, The Junkie, The Hype, and The Open Mic. And on Teach These Devils here today, the, the stance of Teach These Devils is, I don't know who uh, uh, John was talking about being the junkie, the hype, and the open mic until those people have revealed themselves to me separately. Greg has revealed himself to be the junkie, junkie. and <laughs> he's here to tell his story. Now, I'm the uh, the open micer. But that's not who you are. No, he... You're Greg Kennedy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's people in the scene that doesn't like me. He's he's definitely the main one that doesn't like me. and. Uh-huh. Uh, he went on a bunch of podcasts and and would talk about me and I never said anything about it. But like the reason that he doesn't like me is, is just stupid. Um, I know that he tells everyone that he doesn't like me because I called him a bitch on stage, which is so dumb because that's just not even something that I like, I would say like, you're yeah. a bitch. <laughs> it doesn't even sound like something I'd say, but uh-huh. when I first started doing comedy, I'd go to, to grog shop all the time and uh he would let me you know he would let me go up often but i you know i was very new and uh when he would introduce me he would say um he'd be like this next comedian come to stage looks like he does all the cocaine and he was referencing that i had a big nose which was fine when you're first starting out in comedy you don't really know how to respond to introductions you just kind of Go up there and say like say your jokes that you yeah. planned out. Maybe you freak out. You don't know. Yeah. Thanks for the intro. Hey, and then you just go right into it. Give it up for uh, your host. <laughs> exactly. uh, you guys ever been on the toilet? What a great guy. Um, <laughs> but one day I went up there and I was like, uh, he's he he because he always does that intro and he and then one day I went up and uh, 
after he announced me like that, I said, get up for John Bruton. He's got big ass teeth for no reason. I was like, he never shows his teeth though, because there's a rumor in Cleveland comedy that every time he smiles, his hairline goes back a little bit further and grog shop. They cracked up. They thought it was so funny. Uh, and I think that, that he could not, he like, he couldn't handle that. So he, he got off stage and he, he confronted me and he was saying things like, you think I, when I first started, I would say something like that to, to like the vets, to squire. Uh. He's like, I would never say that. He's like, you can't be saying stuff like that. And I learned that day. I'm like, all right, you like, I'm not going to ever say it, anything. Like, it doesn't matter. He can't really take that. You fast forward a couple more months. Before we go forward, let's just like, <laughs> Grog Shop is a, uh. I haven't been there in a while. I fucked with that room a lot, but it seems like if if there's going to be a fight, it's it's going to be there in that green room. Yeah. Because John brings in such a fucking a wide array of people into mm-hmm. that room and fucking makes it something that happens on a Monday night out of the realm of normal area or whatever on the east side to give like them something over there and I fuck with it and I'm I'm on my way back over there, but um it's such an eclectic room that if you were going to fuck someone up, if you were going to run into someone you don't want to fuck with or get some shit talked on you by like an older cat, place, it would yeah. be there. And that's happened to me there. And there's some niggas out there that don't want to see me, but I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't do that. You know what I mean? Like I, I, it's not about them because what happens up there doesn't have any bearing on what they think about me. You see what I'm saying? It's all yeah, on me. Absolutely. The onus is on me. But that said that if you, really fuck like if you are a passionate person you tell jokes and you go to the grog shop and you get some shit talked on you you might want to fucking <laughs> you might want to get busy yeah you might get tight like it's a possibility and i think that 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 is good mm-hmm. because it says a lot about the caliber of people and what we think about what we're doing in my opinion that's a great room to do though oh yeah honestly. it's a great room grog shop i learned i learned a lot from doing grog shop uh, all the time and i love the grog shop i was when i was a kid i'd go there all the time and uh hell yeah the legendary shows. grog shop there's yeah. a write-up in pressure mag about it uh in this issue so pick that up too nice yeah by your boy here but yeah that uh i don't know that was that's a great room if you are like a new comic i definitely recommend doing that room as much as you can absolutely because the nights aren't always good but then there's nights that are great amazing yeah, yeah. and it's a great crowd you wouldn't think like you'd be like what the fuck but the Grog Shop draws, B-Side draws, and there's people that want to see jokes. And mm-hmm. it's a great place for people to see in town. Um, but like like you were saying, moving forward from that, there was still, uh, I think, uh, some issues that you were still having. Oh, yeah. So so that all went down, and that kind of died out. I knew he didn't like me. He's, he's very vocal about that all the yeah, time. Yeah, John's a vocal person. <laughs> uh, but a couple months goes by, and I announced that I am uh, going to be starting that open mic at O'Toole's on Tuesday. Yeah. John is running a show called Brothers, and I think it starts at nine. It like starts around nine thirty every night. Yeah. So I set my open mic to start at eight. Uh, Smart move to not interfere with anybody. You got an hour and a half, and then people can run over to his room. Um, and that's not uncommon. There's often like there's communication. People stagger the room so you can do like a little warm up and go over here and try stuff out. It's and it's. Part of the it's part of what makes it used to make it a really good community. There's not as many rooms I feel like anymore. Yeah, not um, to cut you, sorry to cut you off. No, no. So, uh, yeah. So I set the time earlier, and, and at first he didn't say anything about it, but uh, twenty to thirty comedians started showing up a night, and John approached me one day, and he's like, "Shut it down." He's like, "Shut that room down." 
Really? And yeah, and I'm like, why? Like, why? He's like, it's a waste of the comedy scene's time. It's a waste of, like, anyone who's really trying to do comedy, it's a waste of time. He's like, you're doing comedy in front of nobody. He's like, shut that room down. And he told me, shut the room down and come run Brothers with me and Brian. He's like, I'll let you do all the booking. I'll pay you the same. He, but this was the kicker. He said, and I'll even let you go up once a month. <laughs> <laughs> once a month. <laughs> so it's like, dude, I'm, I'm clearly not doing this for the money as of right now. Yeah. I'm doing this for the stage time. Yeah. You're going to let me go up once a month. It's like. Forget it. Exactly. I get to host every single Tuesday and hosting for, I've been running that room for a year now. That has taught me a lot. Like uh, I've learned a lot about so much from hosting consistently yeah, every absolutely. single week. But um, so, yeah, he asked me to shut the room down, and I asked the two comedians in the city that I trust the most. I asked their advice. I said, "Should I shut this room down? What do you guys think is the right thing? Should, should I say it?" It was okay. anytime that I have any questions, those those are the the two people I trust the most. I feel like they know the most, and they both said, uh, "They said don't shut it down." So I didn't shut it down. Never quit. Yeah, and that um, <laughs> I mean that caused. That caused the problem. Some dramatics. Yeah. Uh, so then he starts going on all these podcasts. And he went on like five podcasts and talk and like and kept saying all this like saying mm-hmm. that I don't know he doesn't like me and and whatever it is you know all the etc. So much fucking stuff and I've never made a comment like I never went public or said anything about yeah. it. It's just like man he's gonna keep talking about it. This is pretty revealing. I didn't know that he uh, inquired to have it have you uh, stop doing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it gets even crazier. So we don't like each other. And then um, one day we're at the we're at a bar. No one's doing comedy. Yeah, just kicking it. We're just all hanging out. Like it's just like a it's a group of people. And John was being mean to me to the point where, and I was pretty drunk, but I remember most of it to the point where uh, someone said, "Why are you so mean to Greg? Why why don't you like him? Why do you keep doing this?" And right, like I'm standing right there, right there, and he's like, "I don't fuck with Greg. I don't like Greg. Greg doesn't listen to anything I said. He doesn't know what he's doing. Like he just goes off on this list." And I'm drunk, so we got into it. Like mm-hmm. we start, we start arguing, and that's where I start to black out. I don't remember a lot, but <laughs> that's what I like to call the Venn <laughs> diagram <laughs> of Facebook. <laughs> yeah, there's a circle of behaviors that you are either on the good side of the circle. Mm-hmm. You are on the bad side of the circle, which means that I don't fuck with you at all. Mm-hmm. Or you could be somewhere in the middle, which means like I fuck with you or maybe I have to fuck with you. Yeah. But your behavior indicates that you might think that I'm a joke person. Yeah. But I just tell jokes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So he like he exactly. He to me, like, he was looking at me. He's like, you're only a comic and you haven't been doing comic or comedy as long as me. So he like is talking to me like I'm not going to do anything. An underling. Yeah, so I got mad and I remember there was some words exchanged. I all I remember like the thing I remember no one threw any punches or anything but it was just very tight. His friends were walking him out and he was screaming, you know, don't be where I'm at. Don't come to my shows. I don't want you around anything that I'm doing. And that was in the summertime. Uh so then I I don't know if to me like that was that was it. Like it was done after that like, and and he's talking about us like still and it was like dude what the fuck are you doing man is 
are you, is this still going on? Why are you like? Why is this still a thing? I I had totally. Yeah. I'm over it. It's been it's been. In almost my defense, I had been gone for a while and I hadn't heard all the details of the story, so I was interested to hear about it. And to John's credit, he didn't reveal anyone's name. He didn't reveal anything to mm-hmm. me that indicated who it was. He well, he stopped revealing names because I like I would get wind of it. People would be like, "Hey, you should listen to this podcast." John's there's talking other about podcasts, you. dude. There's like. He went on like five, I think there was like four or five podcasts that he went on. Well, everyone's dumb because there's only one podcast. And it's this one. These devils. Exactly. Exactly. Don't listen to anything else. Just this one. You're right. Unless me and Greg start a podcast and we both move to Chicago. Yeah, dude. Let's go. Yeah. I'm trying to get out of here. I think my wife lives in Chicago now. My queen to be. Oh, really? Who? Yeah. I'm cool, cool. If I decide <laughs> to go get her, she'll be there. So I'll have to quit. Which I'm working on, boo. But, um. Yeah, man, it sucks. I don't like it. It's crazy, too, because uh, he like we've had other conversations, too, like about things. And he would get mad, like with me joking around with him and trying to be his friend. Yeah. And he would say like he would say it. He, he would he would be like, you haven't earned like earned any of this yet. And that's why that whole like you've you, have, you haven't you earned it. You ain't earned it. It's, I haven't heard that. Didn't know the origin of that either. It's just like. He would just say like I you know I don't want to be your friend, all this nonsense. And I I looked up to John like John mm-hmm. was a vet in the scene, and I thought he was funny. And I learned a lot about hosting from watching John do grog shop. Yeah, I'm a very friendly person, so me trying like me being like a you know talking to him. However, I was I, I'm definitely not mean, but maybe I joked around with him too much before he was comfortable with it. Maybe, but. I definitely was never trying to create animosity. Yeah, or offend him or yeah. or anything. And when I went and like I think that comment on stage started everything, but I didn't uh think that it was gonna be a thing. I just thought that he he says something funny about me. Yeah. I should think Say of something, something funny. Snap back, the dozens even. Because I was only a couple months into comedy, you know, you're like still learning and oh, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, then it just turned into this whole, uh, this whole fucking thing, this whole beef. And people ask me about it all the time, honestly. So I'm glad. You're like, tired of talking about it. Yeah, well, I'm, t- I'm glad. Like this is all like, you guys, all know now. You know, like what <laughs> what happened. Do you feel like Do you feel like John maybe ran you out of town? What's that? You feel like John's running you out of town? No, no you're, way. So you're going of your own accord. To you're following your own career path and trajectory you've set for yourself. I think Chicago is the next move um, because you can get quality stage time at quality clubs and like the clubs out there have open mics where the bookers are at and there's potential to get seen. Whereas like here, I feel like everybody, everybody in this city is standing in line to get into hilarities Yeah, and hilarities isn't really looking anyways. They've got like their, their comedians in the city that have been doing it for a long time. Yeah. And I don't know that I, I just feel like they don't really, it's this, this town is tiny. This is know? just a tiny market. It's exactly. Not a, it's not a shop to hone. And there's people that disagree with that. And there's people that are actively trying to do stuff in the scene now to make it more of a, uh, a place where people come and look for talent because there's a lot of talented people from Cleveland. Yeah. It's not just astronauts and fucking fuckboys. And Seriously. There's a lot of great independent shows that go on. Like Accidental obviously runs Man. really great shows. Spider has a couple of shows now. He does that Cam's Spider Corner Jones. show. He's soon to be a guest on TC's Devils. Spider Jones. Spider Fucking Jones. Spider. Shout out. Um, 
Like I don't know if you're familiar with uh, uh, a couple of up-and-comers that are really doing something spectacular on Sunday nights at Mahal's. Oh, and uh, the pizza. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding? Pizza money. Pizza money, the gods. Incredible. They gave me a card the other day. You guys gave me it. Well, Bob gave it to me. Uh, it was like a hole punch. It's like, come to three shows, get one free. It's like, no, I'm going to just come to all of them. But I'll take the card, though. It's cool. It's a cool idea. Well, I'll let you in for free because years so dude for real it's like can i get something you're right i mean wait we're just gonna take a brief second here on tc's devils we're gonna come back we talked about we i, I think we might have settled it should be it's out there it's out there now and uh like i said no one's ever heard my side of the story and this has been going on for like a year mm-hmm. and a half maybe you know a year to year and a half and everyone's like what happened why does he hate you what's the deal <laughs> what's the deal why does he keep talking to you about everything I don't know <laughs> I don't well now you know motherfuckers TC's Devils is out here clearing up fucking clearing the air in all tanks I don't know man that's it's, uh, that's interesting but like I said we're gonna take a couple seconds here me and Greg are gonna chill out for a sec uh, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about the future for Greg Kennedy in Chicago hell yeah and uh, the plan moving forward and then you know what? who else you don't know what we're gonna fucking talk about because I'm a savage. I wish Wilson was here. I wish he was here. I love you, Wilson. <laughs> we're missing you, man. He's resting. He's got to rest up, man. You need to rest for pizza money. He's not like us. He's, <laughs> he's not like us. He's special. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be right back. Hold on. Tichi's Devil's coming at you. Uh, this is where I'll put the music. Swag. All right, we're back, man. It's Teach These Devils. It's hey. your boy, James O. Brassfield, here with Greg Kennedy. Hey. He's back. We're back. We're talking about, uh, you know, we talked about the past. We, we opened up some uh, some doors and windows and some truths and light was shined into dark places. And uh, now the thing we're going to do is talk about the future. Wormholes. Wormholes, man. I remember... The first time I saw a wormhole, I saw my whole life in front of me. Mm-hmm. I fell off the monkey bars. The wormhole appeared to me, and I saw my life, and I was disappointed. And then I knew right then that nothing was set. Nothing. Have you ever entered into a portal, a wormhole, a wormhole, a wormhole, a wormhole? I've entered into a wormhole. Wormhorse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fucked a wormhole. It was tight. It was nice. Mucus membranes. All right, that's all getting deleted. The future, Greg. You're leaving in a couple weeks, right? When's your exit date? January. January. That's soon. That's in a couple days. Yeah. Uh, my two of my my great friends, Kayla and Zacho, have yep. asked me to uh to move in with them and get on my feet. And uh, I I don't know. I'm so excited. What's that rent looking like, my guy? It's not. It's not looking crazy. But it is definitely high. <laughs> elevated. <laughs> elevated rent. Minimum wage is more more out there, though. I think it's $11 an hour. Uh, you're just going to get two minimum jobs? I don't know. I think my plan is to get there and to get anything at first. And then nice. to look. Because I'm definitely going to... I plan on being there for a hot minute, you know? What's your plan when you get to Chi-Town? Are you going to link up with the cheesy young Chisel Weaver who's departed from Pizza Money to explore his dreams in Chicago? I will, maybe, yeah, maybe hit up Chad. I've never even, I don't even know Chad. Oh, really? Isn't that weird? 
I mean, who knows? I don't think Chad knows. <laughs> I think I've had like two conversations with him. Uh, I don't know. I've never. I don't. I don't even know who he is. I know Chad. He's a. Uh, he's hilarious. He is. He is funny. He's funny. He's His not, sets are hilarious, and he. He's not normal. No, he, dude. He. He is dedicated. He's real. He's like if comedy was uh, a person. Yeah. It might be Chad Weaver. Like, <laughs> if comedy was like dogmud itself and was playing skee ball, it got Chad. stuck in Chad Weaver's body. He's dropping those pots and pans. He's obviously, uh, man, he's very, very funny, and he's he's very young too. I'm yeah. always, like, I'm jealous of like the, how young he is. Yeah, like him and uh, Marcelo too, man. Like mm-hmm. they're they're so young and they're off to. Oh my god! I didn't tell you. <laughs> I was, I was try, I've been trying to collect guests and stuff to uh, put on the pod before the end of the year so I can, like, you know. And uh, I, I talked about, we were one of the first people I reached out to. And then I went out to the show like a show that night and I was looking for people or whatever. And Marcelo was there. I was like, dude, you got to come on the show. And I guess you had told him that you were going to come on or whatever. Yeah. And he was like, so he was like, I'm tight. I need, a, I need time before I come on. <laughs> he won't come on yet? He said, I need time. Man, he. Uh... I need a space between me and Greg. You know what? Yeah, I love that kid. Definitely. I love him. He doesn't like a. <laughs> I think he likes me. Why? No, we hang out all the time. That's so uh, stupid. <laughs> That's great. He won't. Uh, he's weird, man. He won't. Uh, he does weird stuff. Like uh, he won't walk into a club with me at the same time. Like he has to. He thinks that. I don't know. How strange is that? That's not that weird. He's a. He might be a goddamn genius. Because you don't want to be seen with me is what it is. No, that's, he just wants to make his own entrance. That's what, oh, you know what? That does make a lot of sense. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But like, I'll be like, hey, you're going to the show. He's like, yeah. I'm like, can I come? He's like, oh. <laughs> Sigh. Hey, are you getting it? <laughs> I don't want people to know that I fuck with you. <laughs> it's, it's what it is. Right. He's not He's not proud of me. He's my son, but he's not proud of me. So. <laughs> he's not proud of me. That's a real father-son relationship. <laughs> oh, my God. Is Marcelo going to come to Chi-Town with you? No, he's not. I um, feel like he's got he's got New York dreams, man. Well, he belongs there. Yeah, I am afraid of that place. Why? I feel like I would get chewed up and spit out by New York City. Have you ever gone there and uh, done anything out there? I don't like the city. You don't like the city? I love New York. It's so it's so great. But I'm sure it's great. I have dreams about it, maybe. But I don't think like as far as like um, that's a different kind of New York crowd is a little different. I mean, to go to, to, you know, to go to New York or L.A. or any of those big places, I mean, you are like, we we talked about earlier about how we're in a line here. Like, that's a crazy-ass line that you're just, you're standing in. And you might never even make a dent to anything, which is, it's absolutely crazy to think about. Mm Mm-hmm. But, but man, it's a different world out there. I feel like maybe we're talking, we're still talking about the future, and it's like it, the future of comedy. I foresee being something like uh, how music is going now. Like, there's people that are fucking a hit that haven't even don't even have a record. Yeah, like Lil Pump. Ooh, Lil Pump. Well, that's the same thing with comedy too. Is uh, I think it was Bill Burr was talking about how Netflix and all of these all these people are giving all these young kids stand-up specials oh yeah and they're doing a half hour and it's like holy shit that's all they had was a half hour that's it and then they vanish they vanish forever and then they go right on a show exactly uh and that's kind of a like a new weird way that comedy's happening where you think of like jerry seinfeld he yeah he's done what two specials i think maybe and just the one was just recently uh this year a couple months ago true i mean 
the thing for me about uh for me it's like i i remember being on shows like two years ago with people and now i see them on tv and i'm like so tight <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like is this gonna be my life now tv would be nice man right i mean the dream for, like for me i feel like the plan for me is like i don't know what i want to do but i know that telling jokes isn't it there's a there's a there's a grander medium behind being a, a funny person Absolutely. than just telling jokes. And I feel like there's a lot of ways to do it. You can either tell the jokes or you can fucking do the talking thing or whatever. Those like programs with the talking. You can find a way to being seen and being out there in the world where it's like now I can cut my teeth and try and make something. Yeah. That's well, there's I'm so many ways of being seen now. You could... Make like think about how many YouTube stars. Oh yeah, that's ridiculous. But it's not. That's like if you just tell jokes. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're super good at just telling jokes, can you make something that is other than jokes? Can you make like a like a film? Can you make a, 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 a like a, a radio program? Can you like there's there's so much more to it. I feel like. Oh yeah, I mean movies and everything, acting. Yeah, is definitely like a the whole. A whole other realm that I'd, I'd like to be involved in. When I was in college at the University of Akron, there was a, a TV show called Akron After Hours, and they would play, uh, you know, they would play in the dorm rooms and stuff. And I ended up doing a bunch of like acting and work with them too. Oh wow! And it was great. Uh, so definitely want to be, you know, stand up is amazing, and I think I'll be. I'll, I mean, I'll be a part of stand up forever. But uh, it's like you said, just telling jokes. Mm-hmm. There's so many other ways to be funny. I definitely want to explore, explore all, those. all of them. Yeah. Like, uh, what's important to me, I think, is uh, I have a vision for what I think is funny, and I can't express it just by telling jokes. But I know that telling jokes, I hate to say springboard, which makes it seem like when people talk about using jokes as a springboard to acting or blah, 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 like, I started out acting, so I hate to, and I love comedy. Yeah. Like, it's something I love, Mm -hmm. and... I've, I'm sure you've done, you, you're musically inclined. I'm sure you've been in bands and shit. That was the start of everything. Yeah, that's like how it started for me too. I always watched comedy, never ever thought about being, even getting on stage to tell a joke. I didn't know how it worked. You know what I mean? I couldn't imagine. You know what's crazy is that when I was in high school, uh, or maybe I was, I was just gotten into college, but I was in this band and I was the vocalist for this band. Mm-hmm. And I got kicked out of the band because they said that after the songs I made too many jokes on stage yeah and they kicked me out for that you know what's fucked up I was in a band in high school they always complained about me talking too much on stage too telling the jokes yeah and it's crazy that it took me this long to like kind of realize this whole other world I'm supposed to be doing this we would play a song and they would clap and it's like oh cool they're clapping but kind yeah. of make them laugh and then if I made them laugh, laugh it felt way better way better <laughs> ten times better the thing too about being in a band or like doing anything else that's like artistic or hilarious or cool or fun, just artistic, I guess. But you don't need anyone else to tell jokes. Exactly, You're up there by you don't yourself. have to wait for the guy to show up. You don't need him to fucking tune up. And that's a big thing as you get older. Like if I think about starting a band now and trying yeah, to like exhausting. get like four people how their same schedule and do right? everything and you guys do it with sketch comedy with it's pizza gotta money, be and it, that is it's a similar thing it's, it's probably a, a problem it's a little tough but we all it's i feel like we have the right group of people we got really lucky and we can really we work well together yeah even with our individual qualms and needs 
But that is crazy because like I just rely on myself. If I want to go to a show tonight, yeah. I, I'm going to go. Like I don't have to assemble anybody, you know? And doing that, doing pizza money, that is something that I miss. But I was so obsessed with doing the work, mm-hmm. like of, of doing it, that I forgot about that aspect where it's like, oh, yeah. I, this is something I love, but it's like a band of jokes. Seriously. And it's like, yeah. oh my, this is great. But sometimes, like, especially we have a show tomorrow as we're recording this. And it's like, I have to shit. I haven't eaten. Like, <laughs> I feel bad. Like, I'm trying to read right now. Wilson's sick. Like, we're <laughs> trying to work it out, man. And it's actually, if it was just me, I would have already been done. Yeah. <laughs> been done already. Absolutely. Relying on people nowadays is uh, insane. Even with, like, video skits and stuff, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like we should film something. That's a little easier. It's easier, but still, it's just like... Just to, the commitment. Yeah. Like, if it takes longer than a couple hours, people people aren't on board. They're like, I'm done. They're crazy. It's just so crazy. I can't believe it's so crazy. And your sex life is good. <laughs> <laughs> so, beyond comedy, man, what's your plans? Like, since we talked... Like, I hate to say springboard. Don't call it a springboard because it's something I love. I'm not jumping, but I know that it can launch me. Um, stand up is the, the ultimate, goal, uh, ultimate goal. I like, I love doing it so much, but getting out to Chicago, there's a, you just want to be a road dog. Is that what you want to do? If it's the right situation, I'm, I want to work clubs. There's a lot of people that go on the roads and they do a bunch of bar shows and I'm sure that's an aspect of it, uh-huh. but if I can plant myself in a big market and kind of skip stuff like that, that would be incredible, you know, cause bar shows, are just historically the worst the worst thing ever. But if I was a... I love crowds. If I was touring and I was doing clubs every night, that's way different, you know? But uh, I don't want to... I mean, I definitely don't want to do that lifestyle forever. Like, I definitely wanted to, you know, get into acting. Even getting into, you know, to Chicago, it's a big improv city. You can go to Second City and all these other theaters yeah. and get involved, even uh, with just writing. I Absolutely. Would, if I... If nothing ever came a stand up and or any of this, but I ended up being a writer somewhere, that's a great question just, that I didn't ask you. It's the same thing. That's I've made it in in that sense. You know. Hell yeah. Wow, Greg Kennedy, ladies and gentlemen, very revealing talk. Thanks, Greg, for coming on, and uh, all the best to you in your future endeavors, man. Um, cut that talk a little bit short just because uh, we had a little technical gremlin there on the end but I think it was just the last couple minutes of me and Greg just wrapping it up and me saying inflammatory shit probably but I don't know man we'll talk a little bit more to you guys about what's going on out there in the world I mean there's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of wrong happening at Christmas time right now. And I think it's kind of all of our responsibility to do a little bit more in the world to try and make it a little bit better of a place, especially around Christmas. I mean, all the stuff that's going on recently in Alabama's a, a small win, but we need more wins, man. We really got to we all got to get together because the writing's on the wall right now, I think, with uh, all the stuff that's going on. 
politically and locally and I think that uh, if we all just take some time and really give some thought to how we'd feel if we were in someone else's position, how we'd feel if we uh, if we were the woman in that office, if we were the uh, the man that lost his health insurance, if we were that the little boy that you know didn't get a chance. And, uh, we can all, we can all do a little bit better. Everybody says, you know, call your congressman. Everybody says, uh, reach out to your representatives. Let them know what a bad job they're doing. And I know that if I've heard it, I can't be the only one that's not done anything about it. So, now's the time of year when people start making resolutions and stuff. So, let's resolve to try and be a little bit better if you can and if you can't fuck you you fucking turd (laughs) we're coming for you (laughs) because the uh the the unity of man of mankind is much more stronger than the things that divide us we got a we got a tough fight but it's something we can win ladies and gentlemen if we all get together that said, I mean, I hate to get so serious on TC's Devils, but that's what happens when we get technical gremlins. I'm saying it brings me a, a new computer. I won't have to run Linux on my Chromebook, which you can't even comprehend, which is maybe something I should be thankful for. I am fucking way smarter than all you Yakubi dogs out there. Almost to you, but thanks for listening. It's been another fire episode of Teach These Devils, this time with a little bit of a message. And, uh, Me and Wilson will be back together again, bringing you hot fire. Thanks again to Greg. Thanks to you, my coys, for listening. And uh, you guys have yourself a pleasant rest of the week, right in the mid-walk. You know what I'm saying? Because if it's it's Wednesday, it's got to be Teach These Devils. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one.